excited to be back. This is a two-part episode, so if you have not heard the first episode, go back, listen to it again. Um, and we are back with Caroline and Rashad Vernay, yes. and we're so happy to have them. It is such a true joy being able to listen and share testimonies and just hear God moving. But we know that you guys come here to hear the Bible, and we hope to inspire you to read your Bible every day. Zero Amen. excuse. <laughs> and even though the podcast does not come out every Wednesday, we still hope to inspire you to read your Bible every single day. Amen. So we've got a lot to cover. As you guys know, this is a an intense, heavy topic that we just want to dig out and give it its due attention. So... Here we go. Like, we're back. How are y'all feeling? You guys, did you guys have a good week? Yes, we had a great week. Feeling great. Feeling great. Yeah. Feeling yeah, blessed. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I go back and I listen to the podcast and I say to myself, Brown, I use the word excited way too many times, but we really are. <laughs> yes, yeah. we Excited. Are, yeah. Like, yeah. this really is a joy to do. Right. This really is a blessing mm-hmm. to do, to read the word and to be bold. It's, yeah. it, it's a privilege. Right. So, we're happy you guys are here. Um, for any new listeners, we're so happy to have you. Like we're 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 ready to go. So let's do it. Do it. I um we are still talking about the LGBTQIA plus community and homosexuality, and we're also going to talk about marriage and what the Bible says about it. Mm. So we're gonna start off in Romans. Now, um, this verse comes up a lot, but in case you haven't heard it or in case no one's ever read it to you, um, we're going to go through a few verses of where the Bible talks about homosexuality and where the Bible gives examples about homosexuality. So we're also going to be talking about Sodom and Gomorrah and um, a few other stories that you might not even have thought were about homosexuality or would tie into it, but it does because the Bible is a complete work. So let's get into Romans. We're in Romans 1 verse 27 through 28. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Mm. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that Mm. they do what ought not to be done. Now, you guys, I've been through every translation. Right. I've been through New International Version. I've been through King James. I've been through the weird one that's all the way at the bottom that nobody really clicks on. Yeah. Every translation states the same. Come on. Men were inflamed with lust for other men. This is a clear reference to homosexuality. Yes. No matter the translation, no matter the reference, nothing like that. It is a clear reference to homosexuality. And they even say, you know, um, women abandoned their natural lust as well. Mm. And so um, this is the one verse that people um, often go back to to reference homosexuality and with good reason because it's in the Bible. It's referencing homosexuality. So um, what jumps out at you, Rashad, about this verse? The Bible says all scripture is God breathed. Mm. Like it's it's, all scripture is used for correcting, teaching, rebuking the script. the, The word of God is inerrant there's no error mm-hmm. it's it's the truth and so when it comes down to scriptures like these which is very clear-cut like people say the word homosexuality was added in 1946 mm-hmm. and so many different excuses to fulfill their own desires but it's it's clear-cut like you said in every translation even when you look at the greek 
even if you were to translate it in Hebrew, which mm-hmm. even though the te- New Testament wasn't written in, in Hebrew, but mm-hmm. every rela- every translation, it says man and man, mm-hmm. unnatural. Mm-hmm. That means that homosexuality is not just a sin against God. It's, mm-hmm. it's a sin in, in, against nature in mm-hmm. general. You know, that's why people who are not even Christian look at the, the this this stuff going on and they're like, whoa, that's, that's weird. Mm-hmm. Because they already know by nature that it's not made your 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 the, the anatomy and i want to get deep on some things that i heard about i was sharing with my wife about um the man and the man and the woman and the woman get deep a lot of the stuff that god tells us not to do is not for us to be under for us to be in torment or like for us to be like he's protecting us from from things that we shouldn't do with our body for example when you look Talk at the it. yeah when you look at the HIV rate mm. in heterosexual couples who mm-hmm. commit anal sex it's high mm-hmm. because the penis was never made to enter into an anus yeah it was regardless. not regardless it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a sign for that that's why when you study where how AIDS came to be about they'll say monkeys mm-hmm. right but the truth is Okay, I'm gonna get deep about it. Go ahead. When an anus, when when a penis enters into an anus, which is not supposed to be there, the anus has a lot of feces, a lot of things around there that can enter into your penis. When that stuff attacks your bloodline, you, it attacks your immune system. That's what causes AIDS. Mm-hmm. That's why heterosexual couples who commit anal sex have the disease also because they're doing sexual practices that are forbidden by God. Mm -hmm. Now, when it comes down to oral, if people talk about oral sex, is it a sin? I personally don't believe so because Mm -hmm. it's not in the Bible. But when it talks about anal sex, even in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 10, I read the New King James Version. Mm -hmm. It says homosexuals nor sodomites or Mm -hmm. nor sodomites nor homosexuals. It makes a difference there. Yeah. Sodomite is someone who practices sodomy or right. sexual practices that are outside of the word of God. That's so good. In other translation, it says those who defile themselves with their bodies because that's what you're doing when you allow, if you're a woman who allows that to, to do that in the bedroom, mm-hmm. you're defiling yourself. If you're a man who's allowing that to happen, you're defiling yourself. Right. That's Both why ways. there's things like yeah. a rectal prolapse where your anus is so enlarged mm-hmm. to the, well, not rectal prolapse, but there's other things where um, a lot of gay men, their their um, anus is enlarged to the point mm-hmm. where they can't even hold feces. Mm-hmm. That's a sign that you shouldn't be doing what you're doing, right? right? And um, also, people who have rectal prolapse where the inside of their anus is like porn. It's t- is it, no, it comes out because wow. it's been it's been flushed in and out so much wow. that it just like it's so weakened to the point where their intestines like come out their their anus, and so. These things that God is talking about in Romans, how, these unnatural desires, it's mm-hmm. it's an unnatural thing. It's something that it's by nature for a man and a woman to come together under the union of a marriage. Because mm-hmm. there's some people who harp on homosexuality. Well, how about your fornication? Right. Yeah. How about your adultery? God yes. is against all of that. Yes. You know. But the reason why we're talking about LGBTQIA plus is because we don't see them pass laws for adultery. Mm-hmm. We don't see them passing laws for other sins is this, this thing is like the 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 hierarchy of like mm-hmm. our culture and, and everything that's going on so mm-hmm. yeah it's, scripture is very clear yeah. unnatural affections that's mm-hmm. what it is and i i like that you you know even hearing it 
it is a little uncomfortable, but yeah. I like that you dug that out because yeah. honestly, the Bible does say and received in themselves the due penalty for yes. their error. Yes. Like the Bible does say you will have, there, there are penalties mm-hmm. for that. Yeah. Like there are penalties within your body when you do things that are unnatural that you're not supposed to do. Right. And we're going to get into it in Leviticus where he taught, where the Bible talks about other sexual sins and you can see, okay, it's not just like you said, it's right. not just for LGBTQIA. Any any sexual sin right. outside of marriage, yeah, is sin. Yes, period. Like whether you're hetero heterosexual, homosexual, homosexual yeah. any sexual sin outside of marriage and outside of that marriage bed right. is sin. Is sexual sin, right? So, um, the the Bible is clear. Um, that's just one of the verses we're we're digging into. But um, another verse and another story that we wanted to talk about. I like that you mentioned sodom- uh, sodomy. Yeah. Um, is Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Let's talk about it. Let's yeah. talk about that story. Yeah. Um, we're going to Genesis 19. Actually, let's back up a little bit. This is Bible Reading Project. You guys, podcast, you guys know that we love our Bibles, we read them, mm-hmm. and we like to give context to the story. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this story actually does not start with Lot. This story starts with our good old father Abraham. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, and it starts with him crying out to the Lord for the city of Sodom and Gomorrah. I did not know that that was part of the story. That um, Abraham is literally asking God, will you spare the city if we find more than 50 people who are righteous or 40 people? And wow. he keeps he keeps whittling God down mm-hmm. and begging for more people to be spared, to be saved. And I don't know why that hit me in a mm. weird way, but I think God wants us to cry out. Oh yes. God yes. does not want anyone to go to hell. Yes. God does not want anyone to be destroyed. God does not mm. want anyone to be lost. And it took Abraham to cry out to God for his people and for those people that he didn't even know. Right. But even though they were living in the sin and they were living in the in their depravity, he still cried out and said, God, if even one person is found righteous, will you spare? Right. Will you spare them? Um, and I think that I think that challenges me to cry out. Like it, it challenges me to ask mm. for deliverance. It challenges me to ask for forgiveness and for people who don't know what they do or right. who are trapped in their sin. Yeah. So the story starts with Abraham and he's crying out to the Lord. He's crying out to the Lord. Um, and that's in Genesis 18 verse 16. Of course, we encourage you guys to go back, read the story. It's so, it's so incredible. It's, it, it's so good. Um, and, um, it, the the story ends with uh, the Lord replied that I will not destroy it for the sake of the ten, and the Lord finished his conversation with Abraham and he went on his way, and Abraham returned to his tent. So uh, once again, go back read the story; it's a full story. But then we pick up into Sodom and Gomorrah being right. destroyed. So I'm going to go ahead read the story, mm-hmm. and then we'll talk about it. Okay. All right, and then once again, that's Genesis 19, and we're going to read that entire chapter. All right. That evening, the two angels came to the entrance of the city of Sodom. Lot was sitting there, and when he saw them, he stood up to meet them. Then he welcomed them and bowed with his face to the ground. My lords, he said, come to, excuse me, come to my home to wash your feet and be my guest for the night. You may then get up early in the morning and be on your way again. 
Oh, no, they replied. We'll just spend the night out here in the city square. But Lot insisted, so at last they went home with him. Lot prepared a feast for them, complete with fresh bread, made without yeast, and they ate. But before they retired for the night, all the men of Sodom, young and old, came from all over the city and surrounded the house. They shouted to Lot, Where are the men who came to spend the night with you? Bring them out to us so we can have sex with them. So Lot stepped outside to talk to them, shutting the door behind him. Please, my brothers, he begged, don't do such a wicked thing. Look, I have two virgin daughters. Let me bring them out to you, and you can do with them as you wish. But please leave these men alone, for they are my guests and are under my protection. Stand back, they shouted. This fellow came to town as an outsider, and now he's acting like our judge. We'll treat you far worse than those other men. And they lunged toward Lot to break down the door. But the two angels reached out, pulled Lot into the house, and bolted the door. Then they blinded all the men, young and old, who were at the door of the house, so they gave up trying to get inside. Meanwhile, the angels questioned Lot. Do you have any other relatives here in the city, they asked. Get them out of this place, your sons-in-laws, sons, daughters, or anyone else, for we are about to destroy this city completely. The outcry against this place is so great, it has reached the Lord, and he has sent us to destroy it. So Lot rushed out to tell his daughter's fiancés, quick, get out of the city, the Lord is about to destroy it. But the young men thought he was only joking. At dawn the next morning, the angels became insistent. Hurry, they said to Lot, take your wife and your two daughters who are here. Get out right now, or you will be swept away in the destruction of the city. When Lot still hesitated, the angel seized his hands and the hands of his wife and two daughters and rushed them to safety outside the city, for the Lord was merciful. When they were safely out of the city, one of the angels ordered, Run for your lives and don't look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the mountains or you will be swept away. Oh no, my lord, Lot begged, you have been so gracious to me and saved my life, and you have shown such great kindness, but I cannot go to the mountains. Disaster would catch up to me there, and I would soon die. See, there is a small village nearby. Please let me go there instead. Don't you see how small it is? Then my life will be saved. All right, the angel said, I will grant your request. I will not destroy the little village, but hurry, escape to it, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. Lot reached the village just as the sun was rising over the horizon. Then the Lord rained down fire and burning sulfur from the sky on Sodom and Gomorrah. He utterly destroyed them along with the other cities and villages of the plain, wiping out all the people and every bit of vegetation. But Lot's wife looked back as she was falling behind him, and she turned into a pillar of salt. Abraham got up early that morning and hurried out to the place where he had stood in the Lord's presence. He looked out across the plain towards Sodom and Gomorrah and watched as columns of smoke rose from the cities like smoke from a furnace. But God had listened to Abraham's request and kept Lot safe, removing him from the disaster that engulfed the cities on the plain. Mm. Talk to me, y'all. Sodom and Gomorrah, what leaps out? The Bible's deep. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Bible's deep, you know? It's like like a movie but it's real it's real right mm-hmm. but um i believe i mean just what sticks out to me is the perversion that was going on in sodom and gomorrah i i mean we've talked about this if they wanted to have sex with angels they were have they wanted to have sex with kids mm-hmm. wanted to have sex with animals mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. sex with each other so right. there was all types of level of perversion and so just to see the the perversion in Sodom and Gomorrah and how God felt about it. Mm. And the Bible says he is the same God mm-hmm. yesterday, today, and forever. And forever. So yeah. the way he felt with Sodom and Gomorrah is the same way he feels now. He feels now. Yeah. And um, the story of Lot is crazy. You know, even his wife looking back, I believe we uh, the Greek is like, explains, describes she looked back with like a desire. Right, mm. yeah. And so it's like, you know, it's a lot of things that we do. You know, yeah. we want to look back and stuff right. like that. But the story in Sodom and uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, if you see Second Peter, Second Peter 2, 
it talks about how Lot was tormented mm-hmm. by by righteous law. A righteous man was tormented mm-hmm. by all the wickedness he had to witness. Mm. But we, st- I think about Christians nowadays where they see the wickedness, they see the perversion, and actually they're like comfortable with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, some are condoning it. Some mm-hmm. are acting upon these things. And so... And we don't hate the sin. I think, like you said, the the wailing that Abraham had, the crying yeah, out, is not the 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 word um, preacher. I, I believe in Greek is uh, crying out, like mm-hmm. a preacher is supposed to mm-hmm. cry out. Mm-hmm. The Bible says, "The how can the world hear without a preacher?" Like, yeah. we need more people to stand up and say, "Like, hey guys, repent." For the kingdom of heaven is near. God is coming back one day. Jesus Christ is coming back. Like, yeah. repent, because the Bible says in the last days it will be like Sodom and Gomorrah. Yeah, the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And the same sin, the perversion that my wife was talking about, is the same perversion that's going on today. Mm-hmm. And the same perversion that Noah saw, too. That's why mm-hmm. Christ said in the last days it will be like the days of Noah, where now there is going to a next level. LGBTQIA+. Plus. Mm-hmm. That means there's an adding on yeah. to all the different agendas. Yeah. They're not stopping. Every year it's a new thing. Even if you look into uh, maps, which is a minor attracted person, now they're saying that a 40-year-old, if they find a 3-year-old attractive, mm-hmm. and this 3-year-old is, um, which doesn't even have a mind of his, of his own yet, is, says that it's, he, it's okay for him to like this 40-year-old, then now pedophil- pedophilia is, is okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And So are we going to get into that now? Because I had something to say about that. Go ahead. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Okay. yeah. However it flows, let's do it. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I, w- I I had gotten a revelation like a couple of days ago, and I I shared it with you about you know pedophilia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I we believe strongly this thing is leading obviously to legalizing pedophilia, but yeah. I just questioned how exactly. Like I want to know how it's the way I thought it would go is not how like I felt the Holy spirit revealed it to me. And it's just like little by little, they're desensitizing these things, you know, they're like just making it a norm, Mm. but God just began to speak to me. And I know the Holy spirit made so much sense, but with this transgenderism going on, they have laws that are being passed that if your child wants to transition and you don't allow it, the the government takes them away from you and pays for everything. Mind you, these kids can't go buy tobacco. They can't be in the military, nothing. But you can switch your gender. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, how is this pedophilia thing? And God just began to break it down to me that they're allowing kids to choose their identity. So Mm -hmm. little by little, they're grooming children to the point where children are just going to, you know, groom them. Yeah. Groom them to the point. So, kids are gonna say well i like this 40 year old man i like this 20 year old Mm -hmm. woman but because they can identify you are allowing them to identify as anything an animal a plane whatever it is so now when they want to identify as maybe older or just something they're just gonna say the same thing love Mm -hmm. is love love is love and so that is pedophilia Mm -hmm. but it's not gonna be seen in a way of like forcing because i feel like even non-christians would like completely be against that mm-hmm. but little by little it's just going to be an acceptance you know yeah. well, and it's been it's become a desensit it's become desensitized yeah. Yeah. because even watching a grown man mm. um and i'm just picking on him um even watching someone like dylan mulvaney who identifies himself as a girl and who specifically uses the verbiage girlhood to describe his transitioning and to describe all that stuff. It's like, mm. okay, well, if this 26-year-old male can say, no, I feel like I'm a girl, 
and specifically a younger girl, yeah. then what's to say, okay, well, I'm a younger girl attracted to a younger girl or a yeah. younger yeah. boy. Right. You know, like it's a slow desensitization yeah. and a slow um, move towards this becoming normal. And it's people trading the natural for the unnatural. Right. People trading the um, natural for a new normal. And there's a reason parents push so hard against yes. it. There's a reason people are fighting so hard against it and why you see Christians fighting so hard against it because we understand that, okay, so so the children go, so the nation goes, so the mm, generations go. Right. And what are we going to do? A man cannot get pregnant. Come on. A man cannot reproduce, yeah. cannot yeah. breastfeed, cannot do any of those yeah. things. But let's blur the line between what a man is. Let's blur the line between what a woman is. Let's 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 pretend that these definitions don't exist because then we don't have to define what a child is. We don't have to define exactly. that at all or mm. keep it safe because mm. we don't care. Why does it matter yeah. what they are right. or what they de- decide to be or what they choose to be when they grow up? Right. And so I think you know, there's, it's not just the LGBTQIA that have been attacking children, you know, like it's a feminism culture that's been attacking children. Oh, don't have them. They're a burden. You don't want them. Abort them. They're not, they're not worth it. They're not special, whatever. Your life is more important. Your dreams are more important. So, and this is not said in condemnation. This is just reality. Yes. Like it's just the reality, the things that our culture has permitted. And I like that the Bible takes its time in this story to say that Lot hesitated like multiple times. Mm. It takes him a whole day after being told his entire city is going to be destroyed Mm. by angels that he knew are angels. Like Mm. he knew that's why he kept them protected and decided to give up his children like the Bible doesn't miss. I'm sorry, you guys. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. back then that it is now. Yeah, right. We would prefer to be comfortable, keep our keep God in our back pocket, mm-hmm. keep the angels in the back, yeah. send out our children to deal with mm-hmm. the problems and the sin rather than stand for Say them. No. Yeah. And give up and give like he was willing to bow to culture. And mm. keep God in his back pocket right. and give up his children. Mm. And um, I've heard several deconstructing Christians say that, oh, well, the sin of Sodom and Gomorrah wasn't really homosexuality. Yes, the men wanted to have sex with them and wanted to rape them, but that's not what the Bible's talking about. The Bible's actually talking about rape as a sin or inhospitality as a sin. Mm. No, the Bible is talking clearly. Yes. These men, young and old, meaning it was a generational thing, the old people also right. let this perversion go free so don't think if you're listening don't think that it's just the younger generation that's shepherding uh, shepherding all this in no it's only here because it's been permissible it's it's been you've allowed it you've allowed it to come you've you've neglected training younger women and younger men to not be inflamed with lust but to marry and to have children and to build generations you've allowed it right. so it, it it frustrates me sometimes yeah. when older people will look yes. down on our generation and call it depraved and annoying it's like okay well who raised us like we're all in this together right. i like that the bible spe- specifically says young and old men all came to this house to try right. and have sex with these angels yeah and so 
Um, sorry, went on a little. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> went on a little side there. <laughs> but I like that even with all that, Lot still is said to hesitate and mm. needs the angels to physically pull his hands right, right. and drag him away. And even him arguing with them like, oh, I can't do the mountains. It's too hard. I, I'll die. <laughs> like, okay, if they told you to go, don't you have faith that God will provide for you right. there? Mm-hmm. And instead he begs for a tiny little village to be saved so that he can go. And he still misses out on his comforts and he still misses out on everything. And his wife still turns back. Kind of like what you were saying, Caroline. His wife still turns around and yeah. is is hungry for it. Right. Still desires the sin. Still desires the perversion. Doesn't know how to live without it. Mm-hmm. Can you live without the perversion? Mm-hmm. Preach. Some can you do it? Some people will go as far as calling it like a mental illness. Mm. I like to keep it biblical. These are demonic spirits. Even that that man who wanted who wants to be a little girl. It's mm-hmm. some people will say it's a, it's a mental illness. No, it's the demonic spirit. Call it like what it is. The word is. says yeah. the word says like we don't fight against flesh and blood. We mm-hmm. fight against demons and principalities. Yeah. So that's why I have compassion on people who are doing this stuff. And I'm like, yes you are doing wrongful actions mm-hmm. and I'm going to stay because my wife and I plan on having children. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let them continue to push this stuff no. to our children and not say anything about it. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's a balance. You have to have compassion, but also a righteous indignation yeah. towards the sin. Like the, uh, even the word says, um, um, second Peter three, nine, that it's not God's will for anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance Okay. That's for all. Less that. That's for the LGBTQ. That's for uh, the the rapist. That's for the 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 drug the drug addict. That's for everybody. So mm-hmm. that's where I look at it. From a, I look at it and I'm like the sin. I hate the sin, but that person can be saved in Jesus' name. Yeah. And no matter what, how deep the perversion is, we need to say something. But at the same yes. time, not slander and destroy the person. Mm-hmm. Come at yes. the sin, but not destroy the person because yes. there's a demonic spirit within this person that I hate. Yeah. Not that person yeah. in, in yeah. general. And yeah. that has to come out. And yeah. plenty of people balk at that. Yeah. They don't even like the saying, oh, I hate the sin, not the sinner. You know, they don't mm-hmm. they don't like that saying. But mm-hmm. in reality, it's true. Yes. You know, like we do deal with spirits. There are spirits behind people that people carry. And I like that in both of you guys' testimonies. You yeah. deal with spirits. You mm-hmm. deal with the spiritual warfare aspect of sin. Right. Um, because it is a spiritual war. Um. But how do we as Christians not elevate homosexuality Mm. as the ultimate sin? Mm. Because I feel like that's something you find often in church. Like, oh, all the Bible thumpers will go crazy over a man having sex with a man, but they'll turn a blind eye to their daughter having sex with her boyfriend all the time and never mention it and never talk about it. So how do we as Christians not elevate it? Because the Bible doesn't. Yeah. Hmm. What do y'all think? Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So um, there's definitely a lot of hypocrisy in the church. Yes. Ooh. I'm going just, yes, <laughs> just, to just yeah, go off go like ahead, that. Yeah, go there. There's go a there. lot of hypocrisy in the church. <laughs> yeah. You know, like you said, um, definitely in my culture, especially, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm Hispanic. Mm-hmm. And so my culture and many, many cultures, but I know I'm going to just speak for mine personally. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, you know, this is wrong. This is mm-hmm. this, but you're an alcoholic Yeah. Mm-hmm. or I'm doing drugs and mm-hmm. I'm like, a, now I'm a little druggy. Mm-hmm. But you're like, you know, and so, yeah, definitely a lot of hypocrisy. Like you said, God doesn't doesn't like put this person, say this is the worst person ever. No, everyone who is practicing sin, you know, all leads to hell. Right. Mm -hmm. 
And so I feel like how the church could not just like, I guess, isolate the the homosexuality Mm -hmm. is preaching on sin, you know, preach on preach on sin. And, you know, I I love our church and I I love you guys because I see that we all stand on the truth. We're on one accord with the truth. But definitely, um, definitely preaching on every single all preaching all types of sin. Yeah. And so the problem, I think, with this generation and the past actually started with our last generation is you didn't you stop preaching on sin in general. Mm -hmm. You completely stopped preaching on sin and um, definitely having um, definitely having compassion. And, you know, a lot of people a a lot of people love the their favorite Bible verse to take out of context is judge not. (laughs) Oh, yes. (laughs) Judge not. There you go. But the Bible does call us to judge within the body. Yeah. You know, all he said was to first look into the mirror. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like when we look into the mirror and we begin to see all the dirtiness that Mm -hmm. we have going on, we can see like just how you fell short in this, just how you made these mistakes or you were deceived in this area. They are, they are also deceived. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. In that same context of scripture, Jesus also says hypocrites mm-hmm. because yeah. they're calling out sin Literally. while they're doing the same thing. It doesn't even have to be the same things. They're practicing sin at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between falling short in sin and practicing sin. The yeah. Bible says a righteous man will fall seven, may fall seven times, but he gets back up. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between a righteous person and a sinner. Mm-hmm. A sinner is going to continue to sin and make a practice. I can go on the court right now and play basketball. That doesn't make me a basketball player. Mm-hmm. I just played basketball, mm-hmm. right? But if I'm practicing every single day, mm-hmm. trying to get better and better at, at my game, mm-hmm. that makes me a basketball player. That's well, good. it's the same thing with sin. Like I can sin. I, we all fall short every mm-hmm. single day, right. but we live a repent repentance lifestyle and, mm-hmm. and like the word says be perfect as your father is perfect every single day we're denying our flesh uh, uh striving in perfection striving to be more holy striving in holiness so that we can become more like god and so in doing that and 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 in being all the way holy then i can look at something else like homosexuality and be like okay i can help this person out but not put it at a, as a pedestal mm-hmm. i feel like the reason why a lot of preachers are preaching on it as they should is because the way they're pushing it on the children right yeah. right because exactly. they're not passing laws for all these other sins it's yeah. like now they're it's like it's something about the, this agenda yeah that is like and it's a really an anti-christ agenda because when a male and a male comes mm-hmm. together and Hold a on. female comes together mm-hmm. there's no more procreation at all yeah. at all and, and that's what the yeah. devil wants it abortion if he can't get the child killed by abortion mm-hmm. if he can't kill the child then he'll confuse the child to get the c- child Preach. you know to be yeah you know confused like yeah. okay i can't kill him i can't get the mom to find some type of way to abort this child right, well okay then yeah. i'm gonna try to confuse him and then he's yeah. gonna grow up and he's gonna marry a man and mm-hmm. when he marries a man which is not really real marriage in the first place yeah i'm gonna marry he's gonna marry a man and then there's not going to be any more generations to come at all. Yeah. Yeah. And it's absolutely snuffed out. And they, and it's interesting looking at the statistics of children who happen to be LGBTQ plus um, LGBTQIA plus Mm. um, and their parents being LGBT part of the community. Um, There's it because what they can't do through procreation, they do through indoctrination. Mm. And so it's, it's crazy. It's interesting. And it is, Like, man, it, it it is, it's mind boggling. Like you can't even put it into words once you 
see the enemy's plan and see it being played out and right. seeing multiple families and multiple Christians just allowing it to happen, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And so one of the things that I've always found interesting is by the third, I think Leviticus is the third book or the fourth book of the Bible. Um, third, yeah. third book yeah. by the third book. God is already trying to lay down some ground rules. Mm -hmm. Like there's not a lot of people on the planet, right. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. but mm. God, right. Yeah, like, yeah, but God yeah. is already trying to set parameters because mm. we're talking about how homosexuality is not the ultimate sin. Mm. It might be a lot more in your face right now, yeah, but it's yeah. not the ultimate, the ul the yeah. ultimate yeah. sin or the right. only sin yeah, that's out there. Right. God makes that very clear. Yes. And if you go back and read Leviticus 18 and read the chapter, um, the Lord is talking to Moses and we don't hear this in church nearly enough. Right. And the Lord is extremely direct and very specific about the sexual sins that mm. should not be committed. And I'll just read a few of them because oh. it's worth a hear. Oh, yeah, it's worth ahead. a listen. Yeah. Mm. You must never have sexual relations with a close relative for mm. I am the Lord. Do not violate your father by having sexual relations with your mother. She is your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. Right. Do not have sexual relations with any of your father's wives, for this would violate your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or half-sister, whether she is your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born into your household or someone else's. Did you know one of the highest searched things on pornography sites is half-sisters, step-siblings? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Like wanting to be with yeah. brother and sister relationships. Wow. Did you know that that's one of the highest rated searches? Mm. Wow. Perversion. Yeah. Do not have sex relations with your granddaughter, whether she is your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, for this would violate yourself. Do not have sex relations with your stepsister, the daughter of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister. Do not have sex relations with your father's sister, for she is your father's close relative. Mm. And it goes on and on. Do not violate your uncle, your father's brother, by having sex relations with his wife. Do not have sex relations with your daughter-in-law. She is your son's wife, so you must not have sexual relations. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife. It would violate your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter. Yeah. How many of you break that one? Mm -hmm. And do not take her granddaughter, whether her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter. Mm -hmm. They are close relatives, and this would be a wicked act. Yes. While your wife is living, do not marry her sister and have mm -hmm. sexual relations with her, for they would be rivals. Do not defile yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife. Do not permit any of your children to be offered as a sacrifice to Molech, for you must not wow. bring shame on the name of your Lord. I am the Lord. And then, at the very end of this long list, <laughs> do not practice homosexuality. Yeah. Having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. Mm. And then he goes on to say, don't defile yourself by having sex with an animal. Yes. I cannot tell you how many times I've spoken to someone and they said porn was not enough. So I started watching things with bestiality. Oh, mm. go ahead. Rashad, take it. I got stuff to say about that. Take it. That was one of actually that was one of the first conversations my wife and I had. We had deep conversations. Yeah, deep conversations about stuff like that. There's a book called the Apocrypha. I don't know if y'all heard of the Apocrypha. Some of them, even in Jude, it gives reference to Enoch, the book mm -hmm. of Enoch. If you if you read Jude. In Jude, uh, I think it's Jude twenty uh, one twenty six. Somewhere in there is one chapter. It is so one chapter. <laughs> he gives a reference to a verse that is in Enoch one nine. Mm -hmm. So Enoch talked about some of the stuff that he saw in the days of Noah, mm. and he was talking about how 
males were having, well, he talks about the Nephilim stuff that happened. Yes, the uh, angels. Genesis 6, where it talks about the, the angels had sex with the daughters of men and mm-hmm. they had yes. giants yes, in the earth. Yes, this is yes, this yes. is real. This is real yes, stuff. Yes, we believe giants. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I don't want to get too deep into that, but. <laughs> That's another pod. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll but, have to bring Pastor Mark on for that one. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's true. Oh, yeah. And um, Enoch talks about how the males were having sex with animals mm-hmm. and they were actually making breeds of half human, half animal DNA type of things. Mm-hmm. So when you see this stuff in the movies, it's an occultish thing of what was really going on before. Now, if we take Enoch to be a, a, a true, which I believe is true script, when you read this stuff, mm-hmm. man, this stuff is real. Yeah. Like it's real. But when you read what was going on and you see where this, this agenda is going to, mm-hmm. it's leading to bestiality. Yeah. In Leviticus, God says, there's another verse where he says, if a man has sex with a beast, mm-hmm. kill the beast mm-hmm. and also kill the man. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why he said kill the beast. Because when you do this, there's an offspring of things that can happen. Now, there's some people that say that's not possible. Mm-hmm. A, a human DNA can't mix with a male DNA. Mm-hmm. I mean, with a with a um, human DNA can't mix with a, a animal. animal DNA. That's mm-hmm. not true. Yeah. If you look deep into it, it's possible. Mm-hmm. And that's what this LGBTQIA plus stuff is not just leading to just pedophilia. It's mm-hmm. getting to a point all where types of all t- types of perversion, bestiality, yeah. all types of things. Even the flood. We look at Noah and the ark, at least when I grew up in church, it was like a cute little story. Right. But when you read it, like when I became a Christian, I'm reading Genesis chapter six and why God sent the flood. He said that um, that meant that the humans started having um, having started doing things that were wrong against beast. Wow. They're like they were doing things that were like. The, the perversion that they were doing in that time was to a p- level that we can't even process in our yeah, minds right now. That they had to be spared. Right. That they had, they had to be spared along with right. the flood to preserve God's creation and what he had originally yeah. right. intended. Wow. Right. And, and, it, that's, it, and, and Noah said, it, I mean, Genesis wow. talks about how God had to send the flood to wipe it out. And Noah preached for 120 years. Repent. Get right with the Lord. And in Second Peter chapter 2, it says the same things for well, the times we living in now, when talking about Sodom, yeah, and Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, just like Noah was a preacher, so shall we preach in these last days mm-hmm. the same things. So if God said that, if, if Enoch talked about stuff that was going on in the days of Noah and mm-hmm. Christ said in Matthew chapter 24, as it was in the days of Noah, mm-hmm. so shall it be in the last days. Yeah. Then that means the same stuff that was recurring in Sodom and Gomorrah with bestiality, mm-hmm. perversion, all these things, yeah. it's the same stuff that's going on mm-hmm. today. So in order, when we look back and we sit back and like, oh, I wonder where, like that, that indifferent spirit that's in the church, where yeah. I don't know where this is going. No, we know where this stuff is going because right. we, we see it in the heading. word. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we know that God's judgment is coming and right. God's wrath is coming um, against this. And um, many people will try and dismiss right. this verse by saying, Ah, well, it was the Old Testament. Mm. Okay. We know that the Old Testament is real. It's the same God, same, same spirit, like you're saying. Right. So the Lord commands these people. um, Man, God thinks of everything. After he says this, he says, you must obey all my decrees and regulations. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies to both 
native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. All these detestable activities are practiced by people of the land where I am taking you, and this is how the land has become defiled. So do not defile the land and give it a reason to vomit you out, as it will vomit out the people who live there now. Whoever commits any of these detestable sins will be cut off from the community of Israel." So obey my acts, basically. So he's not just talking to the Israelites. He's not just commanding God's people. He's saying everybody Mm. needs to live by these rules and by these laws. And we touched on this in the first episode a little bit about how there are real body consequences to the things you do. There's a reason you don't have sex with a relative Mm. because the DNA gets messed up and you cannot reproduce properly. And it like there are actual consequences. There are reasons you don't have sex with your father. There are reasons you don't have sex with your mother. There are reasons you don't have sex with a cousin because of, you know, and I hate that the world has turned it into this joke. Like, you know, don't go to Alabama, you know, kissing cousins, all stuff. And, normalizing that kind of stuff because it's not a joke it's it's real it's 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 detestable it's demonic demonic. the lord calls it an abomination the lord doesn't just call homosexuality an abomination any of these sexual sins are abominations any of these things that are normalized if you're watching a show where the cousin wants to kiss the cousin turn it it off off. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you guys turn it off it's not worth it like this there's no reason to normalize the sin there's no reason to condone it when the lord has called something detestable it is detestable there are consequences and the lord has countless examples someone who's coming to mind right now while i'm speaking is Mm. samson Mm. before samson ever got to the sexual sin of giving himself up to delilah Mm. and having his hair cut he did plenty of things beforehand that was just disobedience Mm. to god's word he ate the honey out of the dead animal detestable wasn't supposed to touch the dead wasn't supposed to mess with it you guys already know how we feel about the dead (laughs) before that um just you know being disobedient because he had a weakness towards those things that were unavailable to him that he knew were wrong but he thought i can get away with it anyway and you wonder okay how did samson ever get to the point of getting his eyes gouged out look at his story look at the pattern And we say this all the time, but what are the things you're just allowing? What are the things you are compromising on that Mm. you just refuse to let go of that is killing you and that will lead you to the road of death and destruction and detestability? Mm. So this isn't just a podcast talking about LGBTQIA and all that stuff, even though that is the main focus. But this is to all sin. All sin leads to death. The wages of sin is death. Right. Um, but because of Jesus, mm. and of course, that is why we're here. Like, mm. that is the only reason why we have the grace to even talk about these yes. things. Right. Because yes. of Jesus, who saves, redeems, rescues, delivers. And only Jesus can do these things. Only God can do these things, can save you. And he wants to save you. The Bible says, while we were still sinners, he died for us. Come while on. we were still doing these detestable acts, he died for us. Yeah. While we're still sitting in church, being silent. God died for us and wants us to come to him and join him in heaven. But one thing that a lot of people don't like to talk about is God is holy. Like we were saying in the first episode, God is holy and set apart. He cannot mix with sin. Yeah which is why he puts these parameters in place. Yes. There is nothing better than Jesus, but he puts these rules and these laws in place and says, don't do these things because he loves us. And there are, there's protection in that. There's protection in doing things God's way. So let's talk about God's way. Yeah, yeah. What was God's 
original design because like we said yeah. this is just the third book of the bible and yeah. they already messed up like <laughs> with, like this is yeah. this is moses uh, bringing you know the, these laws down to the israelites and like mm. it's it's only the third book and they already messed up and you right. know so what was god's original design i want to piggyback off of one thing you said before Go for it. god is more mad at the church than he is with the than, than he is with the world Ooh. Judgment Talk about will it. Start in the house Beca- of the Lord. Judgment will start in the house of the Lord. A lot of people see like my wife and I's boldness, but that boldness comes with wisdom. Mm. I don't expect godly things from ungodly people. That's so good. But I do expect godly things from people who profess Christ. Yes, because the yeah. Word says in in First or Second Timothy. I need to know. I need Second Timothy two nineteen. I believe it is where he said. Um, those who profess the name of Christ, Paul said, those who profess the name of Christ oh, depart yes. from sin, depart mm-hmm. from iniquity. Yeah. And so God hates when a church, when a church that is supposed to be proclaiming holiness mm-hmm. is mixing in with sinful things. Yep. And first Corinthians, I believe it's first Corinthians five. It was where Paul, there was a, there was a, a, a man in the Corinthians church who slept with his stepmother. Mm-hmm. It was, and, and Paul told him, uh, uh, t- told him, uh, told the church, kick him out the church. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the sin that got him kicked out the church. Mm-hmm. Paul said it was the pride that they had, mm-hmm. like the indifference they had, like, oh, he slept with his mother. Yeah, he's sleeping with his stepmother. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just gonna look past it. Oh, he's the homosexual choir director. We, we'll, his his husband in the, is in the front row. We're, mm-hmm. we're just, oh, his kid. Yeah, we, we'll just let that, let that. Oh, pride money is happening. We're not gonna say anything. Like, we don't right. want to hurt their feelings. You know, I don't want to I don't want to lose my my church salary or my church check or whatever the case is like God hates that because Mm -hmm. we are called to speak out. We are called to Jeremiah, the prophet, when he saw the wickedness that was going on in Jeremiah 20, verse nine, he said that the word of God burns like a fire within my heart that I cannot contain it. Mm -hmm. I got to let it out. I got to share with people what the word of God, what does save the Lord. And so when we look at culture and we see how the world is pushed, it's very important that we lift up our voice because we know the word. This is this is God speaking, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? And we got to we have to stand up and, and say what God says in these times because we have a responsibility. the world is not going yeah. to change with a new with with the new president or with a new yeah. presidential election or yeah. uh this this government official needs to come out and yeah. this and, no, it's not up to them. It's not up to them. It's yeah. up to a people of God with it's the our Holy Ghost fire within yeah. them to speak up and allow that fire to go out into the atmosphere. Sorry. And 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 change people, you know, because yeah. that's the, that's the only thing that can that can change people is the fire of God in the in the in the um the Holy Ghost, you know. So, so good. The Bible talks about how Jesus will leave the ninety nine and chase after the one, and mm. I think the church as a whole has lost the hunger yes. and the urgency for the one. Like, yeah. um, there there are so many, you know. I'm sure we can all think of people still living that lifestyle and still in that lifestyle or choosing it or even people who defend the lifestyle or who back it up and who continuously still, you know, go to bat for these people. And their argument is, okay, well, it's better for me to support them than for them to think that they shouldn't live or that they're having suicide. But the irony in that is that they're dead anyway. Mm. Like, their lifestyle will still lead to death no matter if they're accepted or not. Their lifestyle will still lead to death because the Bible says that those who practice Mm. these things and those who are in their sin, and it's not just homosexuality once again, but those who are living in sin, all of it leads to death. So you're not being more loving 
or more compassionate or more tolerant. You're not being those things by not speaking the truth. We cannot outlove God. Um, One of my favorite resources, if you're looking for resources, which I encourage you to look for, one of my favorite resources is Allie Beth Stuckey, Mm. who's very um, vocal about saying, well, love is love is a stupid term because Mm. that leaves love as this vague unassuming thing that's dangerous that's that's a dumb and dangerous ideology and one of culture's biggest mistakes pushing that forward Mm. no god is love right god is a very compassionate specific person and the bible gives definition to love and we've talked about that in this verse that in this podcast that you can't just assign a definition to anything you want like there's like the bible is clear on what is love and what isn't and gives you clear parameters to that god is love and we cannot out love god we're not being more loving than god by confirming or affirming Mm. our homosexual brothers and sisters we are not just as they would not be more loving telling us that our alcoholism isn't going to kill us or that drugs aren't bad for us or that having sex with another sibling or anything Mm. like that is good for us or even having sex with someone who isn't our husband or isn't our wife is good for us it's the same thing nobody's out loving god you just (laughs) cannot do it right um but like i was um alluding to uh earlier god's design was for male and female Mm. he created them there god is like you said rashad god is not an author of confusion and in genesis verse 20 um verse 1 verse 27 um he says so god created human beings in his own image Mm -hmm. in the image of god he created them male and female he created them male and female he created Created them them. yeah there's only two yeah male and female (laughs) there's just the two there's no other ones this is biblical Biblical, biblical, biblical. This is what the Bible says. And he goes on to say, Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Be fruitful and multiply. We've alluded to this and we talked about it, but homosexuals cannot reproduce. Not on their own. They cannot do it. And even surrogacy is a little questionable when you think about it because you're Mm -hmm. taking the natural order of things and assigning it to whoever and whenever. Mm -hmm. You're now hearing all these stories about gay couples who are like, my children did not give me affection the first year of their lives. Mm -hmm. We don't know why because they need a mother and father. They need male and female influences. You can't just have one male and you can't just have one woman or two women or two men. It's not God's original design. It's Mm -hmm. not God's original plan. Male and female, he created them. Be fruitful and multiply is the exact next um, sentence that God decides to say to them. And then he says, you know, reign, rule, and govern. So what the Bible tells me and what I am reading, which is countercultural, mm-hmm. is that, okay, I as a female am designed to be with a male. I'm designed to multiply with that man within the confines of marriage with one person, just the one, <laughs> and continue my, my legacy and my offspring and reign and rule in this world. That's, that's Genesis. Go back and read it. I'm, it's I'm very not even, simple. It's very simple. <laughs> and yet, by the third book of the Bible, we mess it up. <laughs> yeah. And suddenly we have to have all these rules around it. But it, it's crazy how culture has perverted that very simple design that works, that benefits, mm. that we can glean life from. Mm, right. The Bible backs up that Jesus speaks about marriage and speaks about yes. the original design. Yes. yes. And that is in Matthew 19. 
Haven't you read this uh, Matthew 19 verse four? Haven't you read the scriptures? Jesus replied, they record yes. that from the beginning, God made them male and female. So God did not create you to right. be transgender. God, right. God did not create you yeah. to have confusion in your life. Jesus does not say that anywhere yes. in the Bible, that yes. that is accepted or normal right. at all. They record that from the beginning, God made them male and female. And he said, this is Jesus talking. This explains why a man leaves his father and mother and is joined to his wife. Leaves his father and mother. Children need a father and a mother. And is joined to his wife. You get one wife. Jesus did not say wives. He could have. In, back then in the culture, it was, and we talked about this with Solomon, right. it was very common to have multiple wives. It was very common to have concubines and all these things. But mm -hmm. Jesus decides to take his time right. and say, join to his wife. Yes. Wife singular. Right. Yep. And the two are unified into one. Once again, the two. There's only one person and another person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the two are unified into one. Since they are no longer two but one, let no one split apart what God has joined together. And then... They, you know, squibble about divorce. Right. And they say, then why did Moses say in the law that a man could give his wife a written note of divorce and send her away? Mm -hmm. And Jesus replied, Moses permitted divorce only as a concession to your hard hearts, but it was not what God had originally Amen. intended. Amen. Yeah. And I tell you this, because Jesus is always taking it to the next level. Mm -hmm. Whoever divorces his wife and marries someone else Come commits on. adultery uh -oh. unless his wife has been unfaithful. Uh-oh. You that's, guys. That's, that's that's big right there, yeah. That's so horrible. Talk about it. Jesus. Talk about it. This is Jesus. Yes, yes. This is what he says. This is what yeah. the Bible says. Yes. If we as Christians can't get this right yeah, yeah. and can't get the basics right, yeah. and if the church isn't condemning divorce the same way oh, they condemn homosexuality, then on. we don't have a leg to stand on. Come on. No wonder the world doesn't take us seriously yes. and doesn't want to hear anything we've got to say because we can't even yeah, decide so on what divided. Jesus has clearly said. Come on. What is written? Yeah. My sister, we have a 50% divorce rate in yeah. the church. It's the same. The same as the world. Like, it's like, crazy. and my wife and I were just talking about that. Like, yeah. we read in the scriptures, uh, in Mark chapter 10, he says, if you divorce someone and you remarry, yeah. you have committed adultery. You this have, is to the yeah. church. Yeah, yeah. It was, it's very clear. But now you have yep. pastors, you have people in the church who are divorcing each other. Yeah. And the only reason Come to on. divorce is not to stay. Like yeah. the Bible says, you got to stay. Because when you realize that you got to live the rest of your life alone, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, oh, hold up. Divorce ain't an option. <laughs> but right. people don't divorce to yeah. go to separate. They divorce because they may have seen somebody else right. and they or they want else. somebody else. And yeah. that stuff is sinful. And you know? I think what some people, and this is a question I've got for y'all. Mm -hmm. So there are plenty of homos, people who are homosexual or practicing the lifestyle, and they say, well, God wouldn't want me to be alone. God wouldn't want me to not have love in my life mm -hmm. or to not be with the person I desire. Mm -hmm. Or um, there are there are plenty of examples of like you two who you came from a homosexual right. lifestyle and were completely delivered and was able to have, you know, relations with your wife. Mm -hmm. But there are plenty of homosexuals who feel like, OK, I cannot overcome this desire. Right. So I'd rather just stay celibate. Mm -hmm. But there are plenty of people who struggle with that. Mm -hmm. And. I like that you brought it up that the Bible says it's the same for us, mm -hmm. heterosexual or homosexual. Yeah. Yes. If you, you're not supposed to break marriage, you're yes. not yeah. supposed to divorce. If yeah. you do, you need to remain celibate for the rest of your life. The Bible is clear and says Very that. Very clear, yes. And the church does homosexuals a disservice by not preaching that yes. it's the same requirement yes. yeah. that God requires the same amount of sacrifice that God pr 
promises to be enough. Yes. And that God promises to take care of. There's so many examples in the Bible of widows that God take care takes care of. And um mm-hmm people who are barren or anything like that like god is god wants to be the one and only yes, god right. wants to he provide is he is more than enough yes for this life and the next right. yeah. he's more than enough and so i think that um what would you say to that to um homosexuals who wish to be free from the lifestyle but yeah. are afraid of never breaking free of the desire yeah. to be with the opposite sex right. or never or breaking free of the sin go ahead temptation is not a sin mm. The church needs to preach that a little bit more. Temptation mm-hmm. is not a sin. I, I grew up thinking like even the thought of something evil was a sin. Like mm-hmm. I repent, Lord, for this thought. No, yeah. it's that that's the devil gives you these thoughts just so you can enact on these thoughts. And um, like the Bible says, conceive sin. Yes. Um, and you should cast them down. Cast them because down. Because the enemy right. does want you to fall right. into that temptation. That's what the word says. Yeah. Cast down every every wicked thought and imagination that tries to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Oh, so and so there's some for myself. When I got delivered from homosexuality, there were temptations. Yeah. But as I continued to abstain and abstain and abstain, it just completely went away to the mm-hmm. point where does the enemy still try to tempt me sometimes? Yeah. Yeah, but it's like I'm not weak. It's, yeah. like, it's like I literally brush it off yeah. to the point where I've been healed. I've been set free to the point I can have sexual relationships with my um, sexual relation with my wife. Yeah. Healthy. You know, completely we don't have no yeah. she has no complaints. We we're good on that. Yeah. For some people who have been delivered from that lifestyle, they still have that desire. Mm hmm. And their temptations may be a little greater. Mm-hmm. Some of them are not even attracted to the opposite sex. Right. Yet. Like, they're not really, like, some of them may not. It's just different. And mm-hmm. some That's, some people. Some, yeah, go ahead. Some, yeah. Sorry to cut you off. No, go ahead, baby. Some people um, have lived that lifestyle their whole life. Yeah. Right. And so at this point, it's like I've identified as a woman for 30 years right. of my life yeah so it's really gonna take them some, some time. time yeah you know yeah but yeah i know a brother that was transgender and he's he street preaches and he still has like i know he probably wouldn't mind me saying this yeah, but like he ahead. still has like a lisp and stuff like that because yeah. he's been in the he's been in the last lifestyle for so long right but I think it's important as us Christians, our, us brothers, because there is a there is there there's revival coming to the LGBTQIA Amen. plus yeah. community. There is a remnant rising Preach. up and out that are going to be in these in these pews. They're, yeah. they're going to be in there. And we have to prepare ourselves as a church to realize this brother or this sister may have some aftermath stuff because mm-hmm. they've been in this, rela- this. They've been in this stuff for a long time. Yeah. But see it from a spiritual lens like okay this person is delivered they're striving in the lord you know what i mean like i think the best example i can think of and the bible gives this example Mm. is even after the israelites were delivered from egypt it Mm. still took 40 years Mm. of unlearning yes the culture the the experiences the like it's still and you can go and read it it's in the old testament but it still took them so long and many generations yeah to break free of that, even though they were delivered, mm-hmm. even though they were set free, yeah, yeah. it still took a while. And we say to get yeah. Egypt out of them. Yeah. And God is a God of refinement. Right. It's not talked about enough. God is a God of process of uh, like it. Um, now, 
I say this, and it is a true statement, but a lot of people abuse this statement now, mm. unfortunately. But God is a God of progress, not perfection. Mm. You are meant to be refined. You are meant to get up seven times after you fall short. You, it's a process. And even um, prominent speakers like Jackie Hill Perry, right. which I love her yeah. now. Yeah. She, she's, she's come a long way. Yeah. Um, but um, she used to be a homosexual, and now she's married and has several children. Right. And she speaks often about how, yes, I still sometimes get tempted, but yeah. Don't you get tempted to steal? Don't you get tempted to, you know, yeah. to lie, to do yeah. all these things? Right. Hopefully nobody's getting tempted to murder. But, right. like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. these sins are still going to be prevalent. Right. It's up to you whether you're going to choose Jesus daily or not. Oh, come on. And choosing yeah. Jesus is part of it. Yes. You need to choose him over your desires. You need yes. to choose him over your sin. You need to choose him over your friends, over culture, over all of these things. You have to choose him, and he will continue to pursue you and choose you back yes and so man it's just we could sit here all day you guys because the bible is so clear the bible is so specific god's plan is the best plan yes his way is the best way and there are blessings in his way like there are there there's freedom in jesus there's freedom in christ and all and it's available to you that's the best part the price has already been paid it's already been paid you've already you you are already set free amen um, all you have to do is continue to choose freedom, continue yes. to choose it. It's so good. It's so powerful. Um, and then of course we can go back, uh, um, we can go back to Ephesians. We can go back to Exodus. It's littered in the new Testament and the old Testament mm. that marriage is meant to be between one man yes. and one woman. If that is a God given command and breathe word and that's his plan, that's it. Like, yes. We don't go against God's word. Right. We, As Christians, we have to uphold it. I'm also not like, uh, this is going to sound a little silly, but you guys, I don't even, I don't even like post anymore mm. if the man's been remarried. Mm. Oh. If the man goes and gets remarried, mm. his wife's still living, Ooh. that's adultery. The, yes. Jesus Ooh. says that's adultery. Mm. And Ooh. even me just liking the post yeah, is yeah. affirming. Yeah. It's not just with a gay mm. wedding and, you know, going and seeing right. that. Like, yeah. no, if I if I believe what I believe about marriage, yeah. Yeah. if yeah. I believe what Jesus says about divorce, yeah. if I believe that mm. God has ordained it to be between one man and one woman, right. which I'm not going to read it for y'all again. I already did it like several times. then that's what I have to live by and that's why what I have to hold myself accountable to so it's it's not just about appearances or about not wanting to rock the boat it's about what does God say about it what does he actually say and what Mm. does he actually want us to hold the standard to Because once again, the world is not going to be swayed. I like that you said that in your testimony. Yeah. I'm not swayed by a fake God. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. If you guys are being hypocrites and if yeah. you guys aren't upholding the righteousness and if right. you guys aren't being set apart and holy, what do I have to follow? Right, right. Like, right. what am I doing? You exactly. guys can barely get it right. So yeah. why should I even partake in this? If Jesus is, Jesus doesn't even seem real to you, right. but you proclaim he is then why should I even believe it? It doesn't make sense. We don't make a compelling enough argument as Christians, and Mm. we don't stand by our convictions as hard as we should. So just that's some things to think about. Like some of us really need to rethink friendships. We need to rethink how we operate, how we show, how we are either unknowingly or knowingly showing support for certain Mm. things. 
Like yep. we cannot be lukewarm anymore. Yes. The time is over. Any the time longer. is now to be bold, to be ex- to be specific, to be exact. The time is now because the door is closing. Yes. We are rapidly approaching oh, yeah. the yes. end. Like yeah. we're running out of time. Yeah. And it's our job as Christians to bring as many people with us as yes. possible. And if that means, you know, like, okay, well, I, I can't support this. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'm sorry. Right. Um, I say I say this with my mom all the time. I'm not going to hell for anybody. Oh, not for on. my culture, come not on. for my relationships, yeah. not for friendships, not for anybody. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. And I'm sure not taking anybody with me, yes. you know, to, to hell. I, I would rather take everyone to heaven, you right. know, like, let's go. Because that's where we're meant to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not our home. Mm, no, yeah. This is not. not our end place. No. And for those who want to discredit hell and discredit mm. heaven and act like it doesn't exist, you need to speak against those people because right. it's definitely real. Yeah. There is an end and there is a beginning. Yeah. And you want to make sure that at the end, in the last days, that God's wrath is not coming to um, coming for his church, which another example of marriage, the church and his bride. Right. The Bible does not say the church and his husband or the church mm. and, you know, whatever. It <laughs> specifically says the church and his bride. Right. Um, Come on. Yeah. yeah. Like there. Yeah. I, I could sit here all day, yeah. you guys. Yeah. The podcast isn't long enough for it. Yeah. But like, <laughs> the Bible is specific. Open it up and read it. Yeah. That's why we do what we do. That's why we try to inspire you. Because yeah. all the answers and all the questions and all the wonderings that you're looking for, yeah. it's right there. Yeah. And you know the truth. You just yeah. choose not to speak on it right. or learn it right. or study it. Yeah, I feel God, not men. Like, Oof. even with this... Our platform, my wife and I have been blessed to reach a lot of people. We're not backing down. I don't care how high God uplifts us. Like, the reason why people tune in is because of the truth. Mm -hmm. So, I don't care if money gets involved or Mm -hmm. whatever the case is. Like, I'm never going to back down. If I I have to say it, I'm going to say it. If I have to lose money, if I'm not going to get monetized on YouTube or whatever the case, or I'm not going to get a check from TikTok or Instagram, wherever it is, then... I, let so it be, be so it. Yeah, let it be so like i preach. i gotta stand for the truth and i have to trust that god will back me up financially or god will back me up um in every case like yeah. the bible says um you'll be persecuted for my name's sake so good so yeah. if you're not being persecuted you're probably not saying anything preach. yeah yeah some people are like i don't know get why they're getting persecuted and why they're de- because we're saying something mm-hmm. you, you you don't say nothing because you know like if i say this i'm gonna lose my job if i say this yeah. you know if, to my family i know they're gonna hate me but yeah. the bible says you have to be willing to be hated you're gonna be hated for christ's name's sake it's and so, so it's not just by saying jesus is king Anybody can say Jesus is king, Mm -hmm. but when you actually stand on, speak his standards Mm -hmm. and say, well, Jesus says this and this and that's when, and the word of God, even Jesus said, I did not come to bring peace, Mm -hmm. but I came to bring a sword. Yeah. This, this gospel is a double edged sword. Yeah. The word of God is a double edged sword. It says a word, it's a word that divides righteousness and wickedness. It cuts out every impurity. Yeah. And so this is not a, something that we need to be, um, caramelizing or, uh, like trying to sugar it up and trying to give it to people. No, we need to tell you the word in love mm-hmm. so that you can go to heaven because I don't want you to go to hell. Yeah. And like you said, time is running out. Yeah. Yep. The Euphrates right. River is yeah. drying up. Yeah. Yep. Prophecies, yep. Being yeah. Prophecies yeah. are being fulfilled. Before mm-hmm. our very eyes. Yeah. Before our very eyes. The land is vomiting us yes. out. Yes. Yeah. Yes, literally. Yeah. And that 
that is a reference to Leviticus yes. 18. After all the perversion, the Lord is very specific and cautions the land will literally vomit yes. us out. Yeah. The things we're seeing the the um, with climate and all yes. that nonsense, all like that, yeah. it is the birthing pains. The Bible says that, you know, creation is waiting for yeah. the day of the Lord. Like mm-hmm. it's and literally groaning. Yeah. It's literally mm-hmm. in pain. Like you said, birth pains, but it's waiting. And mm-hmm. for the true sons of God to be revealed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like who are the true sons of God? So good. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And man. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to, we got to wrap it up. <laughs> Good. I just, uh, I wanted to say yeah, something ahead, because I, I love, honestly, I love the question or I guess the phrase Jesus didn't talk about homosexuality. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Jesus did mention, like you said, he mentioned a oh, man and a woman mm-hmm. they shall become one, mm-hmm. not a man and a man, you know, and that is clear, but Jesus did speak on, um, he says out of the heart, you know, it, comes evil mm-hmm. things evil desires adultery sexual immor- immorality yeah you know the greek word for sexual immorality is pornea mm. and in that mm. yeah. comes in all the all the all the things that god called sexual morality mm. yeah and to keep it very simple to to assume that jesus approved on homosexuality because mm-hmm. maybe he didn't explicitly say the word or whatever yeah it's just like nonsense because jesus yeah. was a jew yeah he fulfilled you know he, he said i did not come to to abolish, dis- the, abolish law. the law but to fulfill, fulfill it so it. Yeah. obviously yeah. he stands on the mosaic law yeah, yeah. clearly he doesn't st- um stand on that and mm-hmm. also in that culture homosexuality like people were it was New. rampant. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because they lived among the Greeks and the yeah. Romans. Mm-hmm. And, oh, you know, they were really perverted. Yeah, they were extremely Romans perverted. Were like extremely perverted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. like I like how you said the Mosaic Law because we just read in Leviticus mm-hmm. what the law was given to Moses and all the perversion acts that you were not supposed to do. And right. in that law was homosexuality. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it is full circle. You guys, the Bible makes sense if you yes. just read it. Yes. Like yeah. the yes. Bible is clear yeah. and cohesive. Yeah. You can't just pick and choose. No. Because it's cohesive. All of it follows one another. Like right. you can't you can't have one without the other. It just it does not work. Right. Um, but continue. Yeah, no, just that. And definitely living in the last days. I'm so glad that we have discernment to see that we are living in the last days. Mm-hmm. I think the worst thing in the church is like this, like they're just so numb. They're mm-hmm. so indifferent. And that spirit of indifference is just like so dangerous because like what you're indifferent to right now or what you tolerate now, you're going to accept later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, right now you may look at this uh, like homosexuality or any other sin and you're like, well, it has nothing to do with me, so I'm going to just leave it. Next, you know, 10 years later, right, you are approving of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so um, in Acts, you see how Paul and all the apostles, you know, they had to be filled with the Spirit to speak to speak out with boldness so if you're not filled with the spirit if your lamp is halfway then you're gonna be like those five foolish virgins Mm. yeah and we are living in the last days and that parable literally tells me in simple words get ready Mm -hmm. so you um be ready so you don't have to get ready Mm -hmm. and so you're a christian saying oh i'm gonna get i'm gonna get ready later i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do Mm -hmm. that you may not have time like you said like you said the doors are closing Mm -hmm. like jesus christ can come at any time or who says that you won't die walking out some doors Mm -hmm. of your house or whatever it is so definitely seeing that and the bible says that we are the salt and light of the world so good. and yeah. the bible says when when salt loses its flavor it's, it's literally no good yeah. mm-hmm. it's literally trash yeah. and so we are called as as salt not just to preserve but to 
to preserve to yeah. to, to keep from decay, decay yeah. to yeah. keep to the world the earth. Yeah, yeah to keep the world from just like getting even worse yeah, yeah. And, and something something that a, a mantra i've really taken to heart is we need to push back evil every day yes. even if yes. that's you know and some people might say okay well that's trivial okay fine even if that's boycotting target for a mm. month or taking a stand on social media reposting that thing or reposting messages that take hard stances against the culture yeah like you need we need to push back that's what we're here for yeah the bible is clear that in the last days that like there will be some sort of rapture where the church is taken out and where the world will experience wrath Mm -hmm. and so while we're here let's fight yes let's push back let's not grow lukewarm or fearful or numb to the things of the world and just be like well that's just the world that's just the way it is it's like no you're right we have this light we have the truth and it's up to us to bring it Mm. i'll never forget hearing a sermon about people who have or um, hearing testimonies about people who have hell experiences who Mm, go to hell or have dreams of hell or something like that and there are countless souls crying out saying why didn't you warn me why didn't you tell me you knew and you didn't tell me oh my God forbid anyone have that conversation with me, you know, like, or that their souls in, you know, and that's whether it's your neighbor, your friend, your family, whatever. Like, this is a real battle that we go through and that we as Christians have dropped the ball on. And that's why the world feels so emboldened to press on and and be the way they are, because we're not pushing back. We're not standing for anything. Even Christ said the harvest is plenty, but the laborers yeah, that, are few. Yeah, that verse was we don't, just on my mind. We don't, we don't have enough Christians who are willing to go out there and labor for the kingdom and mm-hmm. win souls. Yeah. You know, he said it. He said the harvest is there. Yeah. It's plenty out there. They're, that's why my wife and I, we go to the Walmarts yeah. and the Targets and we just see people. And I, I just feel the Holy Ghost. And and before I used to say, like, baby, I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit or not. We'll just see what it is. but. Mm-hmm. Just seeing the fruit of the people who are inspired by it. I know it's yeah. the spirit of God leading me. Like sometimes yeah. I just feel compelled. Like I'm just in a store and I'm just like, hey, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, preaching. Just, just start yeah. preaching yeah. and just letting everybody know, like, hey, Jesus loves you. He has a mm-hmm. purpose for you, he has a plan for you, but repent of your sins before yeah. it's too late because time is running out. You yeah. know, there's yeah. prophecy being fulfilled. And yeah. 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 And I, I wanted to talk about the target thing for a second. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, that's a, a lot, a lot is going on, yeah. you know, with, yeah. the, with the whole target thing. And there, there's a lot of debates. Well, should I drink this? Because you know how this is Starbucks and Starbucks oh, yeah. agenda is demonic yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all these things, you know, and that's a whole different topic, but to touch on, uh, to touch on target, the, they will pay for you to go get an abortion. Like they will pay your flight for you to go get your abortion but there's no maternity there's no maternity leave right Right. you know what i'm saying they won't pay for your maternity leave so you'll support me to go get an abortion but if i'm gonna have my baby you don't support that you know obviously it's demonic yeah but there's gonna be a lot more stores and just Mm -hmm. like all these all these things that are gonna push this agenda and if you're not willing i was telling my husband like 
you know, I love, I always loved Target. Yeah. I loved Target growing up and yeah. things like that. But if I yeah, have to Target. let go of Target, I have to let go of Target because one day I won't be able to buy or sell. Mm. You know, yeah. either way, you're wow. going to take all my rights away. So I might as well start with Target. Mm. Start now. And if you can't get let, used to it. Yeah. You can't let Target <laughs> yeah. go. And if you can't let go. Gonna... And I understand, just to make this clear in this podcast, I'm not yeah. condemning nobody who goes right. to Target. Yeah. That may be the only place you, you have got, to shop. Yeah, right. I'm just saying, if it's like if you just have to make sure you're willing to let everything in your life yeah. go when the time comes be to ready. let it go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be yeah. ready. Yeah. That's so good. Mm-hmm. That, that is mm-hmm. so, so good. Yeah. Um, Pastor Landon Scott um, from Mercy Culture, mm-hmm. he just recently released mm-hmm. an, an incredible message about marriage, homosexuality, mm-hmm. and culture good. today. Mm-hmm. Um, he dives deep into the word, That's just good. like we kind of did here, but yeah. we only have an hour. There's only so much we can do. So yeah. if you want to hear you know, good biblical truths preached, check him out. And then I would also encourage you guys, if your church isn't firm, on these topics yes. and isn't willing to take a stand on these Come topics on. and does not preach about them, you might need to find a new church. Yes. Run. 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's that serious. It's, it's yes. that. Yeah, it it's that it serious. Is. It really yes. is. If if your pastor is saying a lot of I don't knows and, oh. you know, doing all that. Yeah. Listen, now is not the time. It's not right. the time. Yeah. It's not. It the is time. not the time. Your salvation is incredibly more important yes. than whatever yes. mega church you go to oh, or whatever uh, whatever Talk celebrity pastor you want to <laughs> listen yes. to. No, you need biblical truths yes. in your life and in your family's life. Amen. And it's the best thing you can do for yourself and for your family. Yes. So I would greatly encourage you guys to go check out Pastor Landon Scott. And it's, I'm probably saying that wrong, Shot. It's S H. It's S C H O T T. It's 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 a weird probably Scott maybe yeah Yeah, probably Scott but he's got a H thrown in there so (laughs) definitely for Mercy Culture you can't miss it. I love Mercy Culture. I love their worship. Yes, incredible. You know that. Yeah, you love. I love. I just I just found out about them and I can't stop. Like I felt like I really felt the presence of God. You know, there's certain songs you can discern. Mm. That's a different topic. Okay, okay. I'm not gonna get into it. Carolina Rashad, come back, come back, and we'll talk about worship we'll talk about but worship it was so beautiful i I want to get into that as well one day on this podcast but a quote from um, pastor landon is we must love everyone but change god's word for no one Mm. we must define our theology from scripture not from empathy Mm. so sit with that one goodness y'all okay (laughs) let's let's close in prayer (laughs) all right um rashad you want to take this way again let's do it um, anyone listening to this podcast who hasn't given their life to Christ, if you feel convicted by the Holy Spirit and you feel a tug on your heart, you know, to change, that's God giving you a sign to give your life to Christ, to give his give your life to his son, Jesus Christ. He died for you. He loves you. And his arms are wide open. It doesn't matter what you currently did. You may be sinning listening to this podcast. Um doesn't matter what you've done in your past. God's arms are open and he's willing to accept you no matter what you did, no matter what you've done, no matter what perversion you may have done in your past or what you're doing now. His arms are open and he's willing to forgive you. And so if you want to give your life to Christ, this confession um, that we're about to go through is not going to save you, but it's just an outward confession of your um, placing your giving your life to Jesus Christ. Um the Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you shall be saved. And so repeat after me if this is you. Say, Lord Jesus, I love you. 
I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. And I repent of my sins. And I want to change. And I make a confession to walk with you for the rest of my life. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for allowing us to come together, Father God, and glorify your name, Father God, and speak your word. Lord, we're so thankful for your word, Father God, that has changed us, Father God. It's only by your grace that we are here, Father God, just in your presence, Father God, and just speaking your truth, Father God, Lord Jesus. We're just so thankful, Father God, for your love, your mercy that you've shown on our life, Father God. We pray for everyone who's listening to this podcast, Father God, that you may just touch them, Father God. Give them a dose of your spirit, Father God, Lord Jesus. May they fill you, Father God. Comfort them, Father God, as you know the cry of each and every one of their hearts, Lord Jesus. Be there with them. As we are living in the last days, Father God, may you reveal yourself more and more to this world, Father God, each and every day, Father. We thank you in advance for what you're about to do in the revival, Father God, that is about to flow father god through the body of christ and we pray for the harvest out there the lost souls out there lord jesus that we may grow in edification and purity father god and holiness father god lord we thank you father for all that you're about to do in the name of your son jesus christ we pray amen amen Amen. all right you guys we bless you with a good week and we will see you next week